Do you like aliens, UFOs, cryptids, and the supernatural? What about self-defecating humor? Uh, actually, it's self-deprecating humor. Well, you may both be right. Alien Theorist Theorizing is a comedy podcast that examines cases like Roswell, Bigfoot, or the Atacama Alien. If any of these topics pique your interest, subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing free anywhere you find podcasts or go to alientheorists.com. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. January 6th committee held two more hearings this week and has postponed future hearings for reasons I think are really important. We'll get to why in a few minutes. Alex, where do you want to start on these? Well, want to get to your takeaways from Tuesday and, and also the hearings. We're recording this, obviously, on a Thursday just after the hearings wrapped up. But, Joe, there were, there were a couple points uh, from today, Thursday's hearings, uh, the opening and closing statements that you and I were talking about that came across really powerfully. Yeah, look, I, I think when Kensinger, uh, first of all, it was a very important move to have him sort of lead the charge for the committee, Adam Kensinger you know, who has served his country in the military and as a member of Congress. Uh, and, and I thought interesting things, and we'll get to the witnesses in a second, were both how he opened Thursday's hearings and how Liz Cheney closed them. Kensinger, in his opening, said, if we're going to be willing to ask Americans to die in service of our country, we as leaders must at least be willing to sacrifice our political careers when integrity and our oath requires it. After all, losing your job is nothing compared to losing your life. And I think he called out a lot of the cowards that enabled Trump and members of Congress who are cowards or traitors when he when in that opening statement, none of whom, by the way, none of those cowards were witnesses today. A lot of uh, true patriots, Jeffrey Rosen, the former acting attorney general, Richard Donahue, the former acting deputy attorney general, Stephen Angle, the former assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel, all working in the Trump just, Justice Department uh, at the time, all the way up to the January 6th and, uh, episode and after, you know, insurrection and afterwards. And then Liz Cheney, I think aptly, closed it uh, for a message to every American, regardless of what party you're in, uh, in terms of putting your country in part of in, in front of your politics or your party. She quoted Madison, whether ours shall continue to be a government of laws and not of men is ultimately a matter for the people to decide. And I really think that's sort of the crux of all this. Trump and those who enabled him, it was about the government of one man, and they were willing to do it to, to thwart the republic to further his his stay in the in in the Oval Office for God knows how long if, if they had pulled it off. And I think that's sort of the 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 decision. I know we all talk about inflation and how tough everything is, uh, and and rightfully so. But right now, I think it's a choice whether we continue to be a government of laws. And the the three witnesses today stood on that side of the equation, and not of men, which clearly Clark, the environmental, the anti-environmental <laughs> lawyer <laughs> who, tried, yeah, who right. helped in the coup, uh, uh, and a whole host of, of evidently now clearly uh, uh, 
GOP members of Congress who who are so concerned about their illegal or questionable activity uh, that they were seeking pardons and they were all exposed today. That that's what the decision I think that we all face as Americans uh, that that stood out to me. Well, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Liz Cheney quoting Madison. She also right after that essentially, and so she directly addressed. She said, if you're a Trump supporter, it might be difficult for you to hear. I think she said something, exact quote, it can be difficult to accept that President Trump abused your trust and deceived you, but it is a fact. And she pointed to the fact that I think there's at this point been over a dozen uh, either people that were in the Trump administration or like really conservative Republicans all saying he lied, he deceived you, broke the law, illegal, unconstitutional. And then she said, and this I think gets to the what you said at the top, you will hear from more. So at this point where we're through five hearings, uh, Joe, we were talking about in our prep, it seems like there are people coming out of the woodwork to testify. Yeah, no, this 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 is going to happen now more clearly, I think. Uh, people are going to see that they're going to be exposed and they can make that choice that we're talking about. It's not too late. It's not too late to side with the rule of law and stop your, you know, crazy obedience to one man and 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 the corruption and, and again putting, you know, willing to destroy the republic to further his own personal power. And I think a lot of people understand now that we're all gonna we're all gonna know the truth. Uh, and so, what side of that are, are you on? I think people are are starting to. To you know, we we put the tip line out there, and maybe we'll put that in the show notes again uh, for all those who still think uh, uh, that they can, you, you know, that they they don't have to come forward. They you you should come forward. The country uh, is, is counting. You on know, it. you know who was clearly listening, and as we were recording this, said he quote might end up talking to the committee, who just lost a primary in Alabama. Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks, yeah. Well, he it looks like he he was one of those seeking a pardon. Yep. He was seeking one for him and, and Matt Gates. Yeah, I think there were there were six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we'll 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 get to, to to them. But look, what I think was you know notable both Tuesday and today, or Tuesday I think made clear just how uh the threatening nature and, and just how far uh Trump and his uh conspirators were willing to go to put pressure on state election officials to change votes, to 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 send different elector slates, uh, to find the 11,000, you know, the, 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 you know, the 11,000, what, 821 votes is one more than we need kind of thing. Yeah. That, that he, you know, it was really clear. These were all, by the way, Republican election officials in Arizona, uh, in, in uh, Georgia, uh, in, yeah. in Georgia. That, that were testifying. I mean, these are people, some of the Arizona Bowers is saying that he, even after he, he testified about how unconstitutional, illegal, you know, how he wasn't going to, he took an oath and he was going to stand by his oath and he wasn't going to bow to the president, you know, says he's still, he's still a Trump supporter. Uh, we'll vote for him if he's a nominee again. Uh, so these are not, you know, these are, this isn't the left coming after Donald Trump folks. This is, this is this is Republican. Then, then to Thursday, to, uh, you have the three top officials in the Justice Department who literally stood toe to toe against the Eastman memo and the letter that uh, Clark 
uh, uh, they tried to get drafted, him to sign. Yeah, yeah, get him to sign to to uh, uh, tell states that the you know basically just a signal to the country that the that the Justice Department found that the election was corrupt and and uh, you know and so to to start uh, asking the Georgia legislature to you know hold an, a special session to send a, a different slate of electors. Uh, I mean, all this stuff is just like you 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 can't make it up in terms of how overboard, how extreme, how crazy it all was. And you have three top officials in the Justice Department, not just Cipollone, others. Uh, we saw a testimony about who also told were telling the president, "You're you, this is it's wrong, it's unconstitutional. We're not going to do it." And he still kept persisting, still wanted to remove them, the acting attorney general, and place him with Clark, who was going to do anything. I mean, he drafted the letter. He would yeah, send it. Very, very clear. Anything. Anything. And so you look at all that, and I think, it, look, you can't look at these last two. I mean, all of them have laid out how complicated and, and overlapping this plan was and how none of it was an accident. But I think the last two, Tuesday and and Thursday, both showed just how it was at every level, not just at elected officials in states, not just trying to get the Justice Department to confirm uh, the deceit that the election was corrupt so they would enable his, you give the members of Congress uh, uh, and Pence the ability to overturn the election along with the, those who stormed the Capitol, give them a bigger reason to believe it was corrupt and a lie. A hell of the Justice Department said there was something wrong or even hinted at it. That would Or have, even said uh, they were investigating. Yeah. And said that they were investigating, it would have done that. Um, yeah. So, you know, look, I just think it's it's kind of, uh, but but I think the, the big one for me was just the simple, hey, Rosen, just 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 say it's corrupt. And leave it to leave the rest. Don't you don't prove anything. Don't even investigate. Just just say it's corrupt and leave it to me and the Republicans in Congress. If that doesn't tell every American out there, it, 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 along with five, six members of Congress that we know of and have clear evidence, clear testimony now that they were asking for pardons after their participation in all this. That's the whole thing right there. Hey. Just say it's corrupt. Let me and the Republican members of Congress, you know, 139 of them voted to not certify Joe Biden as president of the United States when they threw out, uh, when they voted uh, to not certify those electors, 139 of them. Uh, now, we don't know. We know five or six that we know asked for pardons. But, you know, even Jim Jordan looks a little suspect when he's just she said he didn't ask specifically for pardon. He just asked. But he, he kind of talked was, about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's kind of talked about it and asked if the president was going to was going to do some pardons to members of Congress. I don't know who might he might have been asking for. But well, and I think I think I saw Mo Brooks uh, encourage the president or encourage the Justice Department to tell the president to pardon every member of Congress who voted against certifying the election. It, it's, it's, that, was, that was kind of a, a shocker that I saw today too. I mean, you knew yeah. it was there, but, but him email, you don't email saying pardon all these people if there wasn't something wrong happening, yeah. right? No, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, gosh, I don't remember. This was uh, Liz Cheney's 
posing or or uh, at how Adam Kinzinger ended it. Uh, but, you know, so what good were the facts when they would only confirm his loss? You know, yeah, that was Kinzinger. Yeah, yep. yeah, Kinzinger, yeah. And, and, and the, the, you know, the bot, he, he quote him again, the, the bottom line, the most senior leadership of the Justice Department, everyone except for Jeff Clark was telling Trump the very same thing. The conspiracy theories were false. The allegations of stolen election was a lie. The data left no room for doubt, nothing to question. And the Constitution left no room for President Trump to change the outcome of the election. But Jeff Clark, Mo Brooks. Yeah, no, they sure did try. 139 members of Congress. And thank God for the for the Republicans uh, who were election officials in in these states who didn't bend. And of the three who testified today. Uh, that they stood their ground. I mean, and basically, look, the fact is the only thing that stopped Trump from doing it, from replacing them, was the was Engel, you know, when he turned to the president in that meeting and said, yeah, Jeff Clark will be leading a graveyard. There'll be nothing left at the Justice Department. Yeah. Everybody will resign. I mean, he went through it in detail, not just the acting attorney general, the acting deputy attorney general, the acting assistant attorney general, but every assistant AG, except for the assistant AG and uh, for intelligence, because they all believe that would be too important to to, to just just you know pull out the intelligence the the AG assistant AG in terms of in in charge of intelligence, he would stay, but everybody else was leaving, and they you know told him that would lead you know that would lead to U.S. attorneys across the United States, not all, but a lot of them resigning, literally tens of thousands of resignations. Uh, and that that gave the, you know, with, and they said within 24 or 48 hours. And that, that evidently even gave Donald Trump pause. But that didn't stop him. That didn't stop him from going out on January 6th and, and giving that speech. It didn't stop him from continuing to say they weren't, do, Justice Department wasn't doing their jobs. It didn't stop them from, you know, going after Mike Pence and, you know, and, and, and all the stuff that happened and that he's still doing today with the help of, you know, with with the help of all these enablers. Uh, maybe Mo Brooks now having lost the election uh, is going to get some, you know, get some courage, you know, and, and, and come and, and come forward. Well, it, it, there's just I, I want to get to this Bill Barr quote. And he, it gets to what you were saying, kind of sums it up. He 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 said he was playing whack-a-mole with all these different ideas that Trump was and, and his kind of enablers were having to to steal this thing. I mean, the the one that that really got me was uh, at one point he yelled at Donahue and Rosen and said, "Get Ken Cuccinelli on the phone," and tried to have DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, seize voting machines. Seize voting machines. Yeah. Well, that was his. I think that's that was. A, a, a weird one. I don't think Ken Cuccinelli or, or Homeland Security ever did that. You know, they didn't seize any because they can't. Uh, and also they said that they checked all the voting machines and there wasn't a problem. So, I mean, but this gets to like literally in the hearing today, you're hearing that the defense secretary is calling the Rome attache, I think, to chase down 
I mean, not to chase down because they they were still trying to get get you know to to prove this. It, you know, this was in the affirmative, I think, given who this the defense secretary was at the time, uh, uh, acting defense secretary, I think. But anyway, um, to chase down the Italian government using satellites to change the votes in the in the battleground states from Trump to Biden. This was another of the whack job crazy theories that the president uh, was pushed and Clark and others were pushing. And the we heard the Justice Department said, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> and then they find out that it's no, that there, there's somebody at the Department of Defense that, that, you know, in the defense secretary is chasing it down, trying to, you know, asking essentially the same thing. What the hell is going on with this Italy, Italy thing? But at the highest, at this thing spews off of the Internet in which when Trump brings it up, says, well, maybe maybe you got to the Justice Department guys. Hey, maybe you don't maybe you don't follow things on the Internet quite the way I do. Well, yeah, yeah that's, of course. Well, anyway, so this thing comes popping out of the Internet. And now we've got literally the Defense Department of the United States of America is asking, asking the Italian government, it, it, Italian government about like their satellite effort to steal our election. I mean, what the what could those guys have been thinking? And, you know, in the Justice Department, you know, wouldn't even entertain it, it because it was so absurd and crazy. But but they were looking to, to, to do anything to create doubt uh, and uh, and looking for anybody who would say, hey, yeah, it was the Italians stole our election. That makes sense. So I, I want to get to a couple other big takeaways that, that were happening both in the hearings and also some news that came out today. Um, maybe just as big of a story in the hearings today was that the FBI raided Jeff Clark's house today. Joe, yeah, why is it so important? That they did that because uh, he's probably got a lot of those Eastman memos and other stuff going back and forth. I mean, look, we already saw how uh, Meadows was communicating with him, how how uh, Perry was pushing Clark to on the both to the president and and to Meadows, the chief of staff, to replace uh, the acting attorney general with with Jeff Clark. Uh, who is totally not qualified to be the attorney general of the United States, even the acting attorney general. Uh, and, and and what's, you know, really just crazy about all of this is, that, yeah, Clark, I'm sure his phone, I mean, they, they, they already have texts going through all this. And, and we already heard the crazy conversations he was having with these DOJ officials who were his superiors. And he's basically sitting there saying, you know, when you saw the 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 the, uh, the I think Kensinger put up the the call logs to the White House and the White House is already calling him acting attorney general uh, Jeff Clark at like 419, like, you know, on January 4th or something. Right. When it, when they haven't even, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, no, before the January 3rd, I think it was on January 3rd, the day of the meeting where. They're going to tell him that, you know, he, uh, Rosen, that he's gone. Uh, they're already calling in internal call logs are already calling Jeff Clark, the the acting attorney general. So that would have been, by the way, folks, the third attorney general in two weeks. 
that Trump had gone through, this should tell you everything, right? For, forget everything else that you, <laughs> you, 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 that's out there. He's so determined to get that damn letter sent to the Georgia legislature that he goes through basically is, you know, in two weeks is prepared to put a third attorney general in two weeks in place, acting attorney general, just because that guy will write, will sign the damn letter. Well, he drafted the letter uh, that Rosen and uh, Donnie and and, uh, Engel would not sign, but he would. And the president of the United States was going to go through not one, not two, but three attorney generals in a two-week period just to get that damn letter signed. That's what that was all about. But, you know, one of the things I do want to do, we can't, we can't, uh, uh, one thing we got to make sure, okay, is, is name the, the pardon seekers, right? So you got Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, uh, Gomer, uh, Mo Brooks, we've talked about, Scott Perry, who's been denying, <laughs> you know, no, not me, not me, dude. They got your fingerprints all over trying to put Jeff Clark in as attorney general. They got they they've got testimony of you know, where you asked the person testifying. You know, it was it was a video de- deposition, but still she she says yes. You know, he asked me, and I think you have uh, other members of Congress asking, uh, uh, you, you know, for him or Gates or or, or Mo Brooks or asking for each other. These and then the, the, the you know. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we don't know. Yeah, she she asked one of the other Justice Department staffers or someone from her staff. I think the same the one of the staffers testified that she had heard other Justice Department uh, officials talking that she had asked. So it, it wasn't the same person. Other uh, White House, yeah, people, White I House people. But I, she she wasn't. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So we we don't we're not it, we're not clear on on uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, but the other uh, five. We are pretty, you know, the, the the evidence or the testimony was pretty clear that those five were seeking pardons. And uh, and so they they it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what they're I mean, of course, it's all a big lie. It's all hoax and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, as Kensinger said, and we've all been saying, you don't. And as by the way, Donald Trump <laughs> would say, you don't take the fifth or or ask for a pardon unless you did something wrong. Yep. Right. Uh, which, by the way, that was another. Uh, we we we've got another, the fifth, the fifth, the fifth thing out of uh, out of Jeff Clark's testimony uh, deposition today on a whole host of things. Like, you know, can we just read you the first paragraph of the letter you wrote? The fifth. Yep, I think it ended up being 125 plus times. Yeah. So, I said early on, I think on the after the very first uh, uh, session. Uh, 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 of the committee that I thought Trump was fucked, and it it, it turns out that I, I I think this is going to be very clear by the end of this to just about everybody who, with an open mind, there's certainly uh, millions of Americans with closed minds, but I think this is going to be a, a a big problem, not just for him, but as Rick Wilson and our friends. Or LP friends uh, always, you know, coined everything Trump touches dies. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of these people in deep, deep trouble. 
Joe, we're just about all the time, and I promise I wasn't scrolling Twitter furiously while you were talking, but Mo Brooks is testifying, so that'll be an, an upcoming hearing that will be very interesting. You were you you were furiously <laughs> scrolling Twitter while we were talking, but that's good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting. I think you're going to see people start to turn, and I think the more and, – and again – the, the most important thing about what the committee did, I know there's, oh, they're not telling both sides. They won't let us. Well, first of all, the Republicans decided, uh, you know, McCarthy and everybody uh, made their decision uh, that they weren't uh, going to be part of the committee. Well, it turns out if you're not part of the committee, you don't get to ask questions. But that all aside, that all the almost all of the those people that are testifying are or they did deposed, or they've shown us are all Republicans, and they're all uh, most of them are stal were stalwart Trump supporters, and some of them still uh, are, like you and said. Even though, and some of them are, yeah. Bowers in Arizona uh, uh, still says he will eat, despite that he thought this was a direct attack on the Constitution, the rule of law, uh, and how dangerous it was to the country. Still says if. Trump's the nominee, he he would he would be voting for Trump. So these are not, that's what I'm saying. This is not like you can't, this is not, you know, a committee that's just putting, you know, liberal, this is not liberal Democrats. It's not, this is about the country. Uh, again, I think if you I th I still believe that uh Adam Kinzinger, his opening where he talked about the and he knows he he's he's seen it out there. The number of people who sacrifice their lives for this country and that we have so many around the president and his party that were were afraid of sacrificing their jobs in the best interest of the country and, and didn't have the courage. I mean, you're going you're to lose your job, not your life. The thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans who gave their life for the country and we've got leaders and enablers around the president who are more afraid of losing their job than telling the truth. It's just amazing. Breaking news update while Fox News has currently been playing. Brett Baer said the January 6th testimony, quote, proves that we were not close to being on the brink of losing our democracy because patriots resisted Trump's efforts. But if and then Cavuto came on and said, if one of them had buckled, it would have been very different. And Bear said a hundred percent. And he basically so he basically admitted in Fox speak that Trump was trying to overturn the election. Yeah, and I, that, that's what's interesting because again, go back to the uh, appeal that Liz Cheney made at the end that you know about Trump, you believed in him and he deceived you, and yeah, you, you know, I mean, I think you're starting to see cracks. Uh, and those are some big cracks that are starting to happen, even even at Fox. But we'll, we'll we'll see where that goes. Well, Joe, I think that's just about all the time we have. I I, I anticipated that you were going to say that. For those of you who saw the hearing on Thursday, I hope this sort of recaps the highlights. And for those of you who weren't able to see it, I think uh, this gives you some idea of what happened and why it was so important. So thanks for everyone for listening to that trippy show. We'll be back next week. And of course, please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. Jointheunion.us 
and become part of the, the group out there that's doing everything we can to stop uh, this autocratic movement in November of 2022. I think the hearings are showing why that's so important. And you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. See you next week. And thanks for listening. Please tell your friends.